We're starting. We're rolling, as I would say, in my old job. (laughs) Hi, I'm Alex. I'm the daughter. Hi, I'm Tracy. I'm the mom. And we're the co-host of the Don't Call Me Mom podcast. Here we talk about life, love, careers, friendships, and everything in between. We definitely don't have all the answers or do everything right, but we're trying to figure it out together. We sure are. What are we going to talk about today? I think we're going to talk about kids today, right? All things kids. Okay. Like um, raising kids? Raising kids, having kids, when to have kids, or not have kids. I think we can get some good info out of that. Yeah. And just raising good little humans. I have a lot to say on that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, where do you want to start? Because, I mean, you're kind of the lead here. You've been a mom for quite a while. I think that I will start with having kids early. You know, back then I feel like people had kids earlier than they do now. For sure. I was 20 when I had you and it's weird. I feel like it brought us together in so many ways because we were close, right? Mm -hmm. And so we kind of grew up together because I was still learning and still growing up and unfortunately, (laughs) but, um, and I feel like when you're older, there's a difference. Yeah. I do want to ask about what you notice is the difference between raising a kid at 20 versus raising a kid at 38. I think I'm interested because I know a lot of my friends say that their parents kind of mellowed out with age and I could kind of see it a little bit with you. And I'm also, I just want to know what it was like being a young mom. Like I'm 25 and I can't imagine having a five-year-old running around my house. Okay, so the whole premises of our podcast is to be honest and open, right? So I'm going to be open and honest. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that it was, um, I had grandma and grandma helped a lot with you, as you know. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like you are the greatest child because it was all due to me, right? I had a lot of support and having a kid at 20 was hard. And for you right now, if you feel like when is a good time to have kids, I don't even want to say that it's in your 20s, to be honest. So I feel like it's twofold, right? So having a kid at 20, I wasn't done. I wasn't like, I, you know, I've worked my entire life. And mm-hmm. yes, did we have our own place? Did I take care of you? And we had our own house and everything else. But it really was still not me being mature enough. Like I wasn't done. I still wanted to enjoy my 20s. And not that having a kid didn't let me enjoy them. But I, going out then, I went out a lot more than I do now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I'm looking at you as I'm telling the story and are talking about this. And I, I, I'm kind of holding back because I feel bad about it years later. I do. And I wish that I could have held off on having kids on one hand. And then on the other hand, you were my little sidekick. You know what I mean? So like you went everywhere with the girls and us and, and it was fun. So it's like I feel like you and I became so close I will say that at 20, though, having you, it's really bizarre when you say mellow out a little bit because I feel like I was way stricter on you than I am now, but I was so like, I wanted you to just be everything that I wasn't. I wanted you to be the shining star in school and the, and the polite, young, kind child, and you did. You turned out to be perfect, mm-hmm. but... I feel like manners and all that when I was younger were different. Would you say that? Like, you know, people would always say, you did such an amazing job with Alex. Alex is amazing. How did you get her to be like that? Yeah, I mean, well, how are manners different? Because I don't, I I think you still have the same values for manners for the littles. But I say mellow out in terms of like, I think you were stricter with it like the goal i think you still have the same goals for all of your kids but you were stricter when you were younger i was um i say that they're different in that like you have mentioned to me many times before is that i don't fall through as much yeah i say a lot of if you do that one more time if you do that one more time and danielle will be the first one to call me out she's like so how many one more times do they get (laughs) like she will call me out whereas with you it was like alex no time out. 
Like, I don't know if you remember, but you kind of lived in timeout for a while. <laughs> I don't fully remember that, but I mean, I just know that, like, I was scared of you. <laughs> and I, yeah, if I didn't do something, like, there were going to be consequences. And I don't always fully feel like you do that as much anymore. But it's not just you. I feel like I see it a lot with my friends' parents, too. I guess those are the only parents that I know, but that everyone is like, oh, they're so much harder on their first child than they are on everybody else. And I don't know why. I think you're being a new mom and like you want to just make sure that that little human is the best thing ever that turns out to be the best thing. Not that I don't want that for the littles, right? Or Daniela, Mm -hmm. of course, I want that too. But I just feel like when you just have one child, all your energy and effort goes into raising that child. And the more you add to your plate, so when you say, do you think it's good to have kids younger versus older? I would say if you can wait, wait, right? Well, because Auntie Nicole said something to me once. She said, um, you know, I think having kids older is a little bit harder just because you're so used to being able to have so much freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, you wait, you're, when you guys are young, we all wait until we're 18, right? Then we're an adult officially and we get to have this freedom in our life. Well, I get the, I got my apartment and 18, I was an adult. And then two years later, it was mom again, right? Or I was mm-hmm. mom. And that changes your freedom to some aspects because you can't always just do everything you want. Your world is not just for yourself. You have to take care of somebody else. So that's like when you're waiting in your 30s though, it's like, hold on, now I've had 10 years of being free. So then it's, a, it's an adjustment. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, I could see that. I feel like, trust me, I'm in no rush to have kids if I want kids. But I think almost the opposite. Like, I know it's not the same and I don't have to deal with all of the bad parts. I see them if they act up, but I feel like I have kids. And I know I don't have to take care of them. I don't have to do the mom duties. But... If I am home, I feel like I'm so far apart in age from the littles that I feel like they're my kids sometimes and I get a glimpse of it. And so I think, I do think that people are having kids later, but I also feel like I don't have the same kind of baby fever that I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. can end up having. And they're like, oh, look at cute little babies. Oh, wouldn't it be fun? I will say most of my friends don't say that now because I think that overall, like people my age are waiting till later, but the ones that do, I'm kind of like, yeah, no, I'm good. I've, I've been surrounded by babies. I've seen them. Like I get my fill. I get my fill of the cute little kids and then I get to leave and I don't have to deal with bedtime and making sure they're homework, like all that stuff, you know? So you're like a 25 year old grandma. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what you just sounded like right now. I get to spoil them and then I get to leave. <laughs> um, do you feel that and that lady girls in their 20s want to have kids right now? I don't think for the most part. I really don't. Um, I think a lot of my friends want to be more established in their career mm-hmm. first, mm-hmm. which I do as well. I think, like, I feel so lost right now. It would stress me out having a kid on top of it um it's one thing to say like yeah i'm gonna sink or swim but not when you have a toddler on your back (laughs) it's not okay to be like okay let's jump in we might sink you're going with me kid (laughs) um so i definitely think that just later and like i said i don't feel the same pull that i think some people do i also and maybe i'm just too young right now but i know at a certain age then people start getting stressed and they're like, I'm not married yet. I don't have kids yet. And again, maybe I'm just too young because right now I'm kind of like, I don't feel like there's like a timeline or like I need to be married and have kids by a certain age. And yeah, I think that comes later. I definitely think that comes later. Um, I mean, I have friends that are in their forties that have the latest kid. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and you definitely have more patience, right? So I definitely, like, what was I? I was, like, 20. Then I was 32. Then, um, mm. like, I don't know, 38 and 42, I think, were the ages of my kids. And um, it's definitely, energy-wise, I still feel young. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, but it's, like, it's not only just making time for your kids. Like, 
look how close you and I are. And we, I still like, okay, you may not be in the house. I may not support you. I may not take care of you like that. But mm-hmm. mentally, you still have to be there. I still need my mom. So it's definitely a challenge the more kids you have. Mm-hmm. Um, the only problem I think I have right now is I'm so, I'm so focused on the littles. You and Danny are good. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? As far as like the manners and the respect. And I feel like I did really well with both of you. And I feel like you guys are great and headed on your way and the littles are so little right now that i i tell myself well maybe they're still learning you know it's like four years old about to be five and an eight-year-old about to be nine mm-hmm. i just really do focus a lot on their manners i want them to be accountable i want them to be responsible i want them to be these good honest human beings and and it's scary because i feel like it's on us as parents to teach that and the further i get along with the more kids i have i do and more lenient in Mm -hmm. things that I wonder if that's, it's just hard. You know what I mean? There's no like manual that you get when you have them, but I should know already from you, but I do see myself and I feel like even with Danny correcting me going like, are you going to let him get away with that? So it's a little bit different in that. Yeah. And I think that's something that does scare me about having kids is you meet people along your life and they're just like jerks and you're kind of like who raised you (laughs) that's always like the question that comes up and I don't know if it's fair or not you know maybe the mom tried everything that they could but it does stress me out a little bit because I'm like that would be such a big fear is having a kid that grows up to be like not a kind caring person agreed I did want to ask you something I wanted to ask you every parent in their life has the way that they raise their kids and they usually do it different from somehow maybe that they were raised like there's one thing that you say when Mm -hmm. I have kids I'm not going to do this right or I'm going to do more of this if you had a do-over or for your future kids what is one thing that you would like to change I think one thing that I would probably change would just be talking talking about feelings more Mm -hmm. and communicating more and I think we weren't great at it ourselves and I'm still learning how to do it in all kinds of situations now because that's something that you carry through with all relationships where you're going to carry through with your children with your partner with your friendships and the skill is the same and I'm not good at it but you know why you're not good Mm -hmm. at it yeah, because we didn't talk. <laughs> I mean, it's nice that when you say we, because you have a mouse in your pocket, right? <laughs> You're not good at it because it's my fault. And actually, I mean, let's just be honest, right? And I'm going to blame you, Grandma. <laughs> but it's true. It is. And it is something that I, d- I wasn't very good at that. We didn't talk about feelings. I barely talked about it anything with you. It was basically strict or playtime, and that was it. It was never like, hey, Alex. How was your day? How did that make you feel today? You know, what were your feelings like that? Whereas I know this and I think that you are just like, uh, is it product of your environment or it's like how you were raised, right? Mm -hmm. And my mom is a loving human being and she will take their shirt off her back for any of us. She will do anything for us. But talking about feelings and and the way that I see that society is now more open to that and people do Mm -hmm. that now. She didn't do that. We didn't talk about those kind of things in our house. And I think I just, it's almost like, it's almost like that awkwardness of like hugging somebody. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. (laughs) Do you know that awkwardness? Yeah. And I'm laughing because I have a friend that one of my friends, when we leave somewhere, she gives all of us hugs goodbye. And so we'll hug her. And then me and my other friend look at each other and we're like, okay, bye. And we just wave at each other because neither (laughs) one of us wants to hug each other goodbye. (laughs) Yeah, you're not a hugger. No. <laughs> I I have become a hugger, but I wasn't. And I and I think now that's one thing like I talk to the littles about. It's like get your journal out. Let's try to write every night, you know. Let's try to write some things that happen in your day and just get it out. But again, society is changing so much and call it woke or whatever you want to call it, but it's like being out there and expressing your feelings and getting these things the communication out there is so important. And I didn't have that with you. And that's why you're struggling now. Yeah. I mean, it is. And it is. It's okay. Well, but I've done enough, I think, self-work that even if, yes, that's why and that was the cause, 
I'm now at a point in life where I can't keep saying, well, I didn't talk about feelings growing up, so I'm not good at it. I don't get to talk about them now. It's like I have to do the work to figure out how to communicate well now. A hundred percent. And I'm actually doing it myself. I'm learning to be more vulnerable and I actually enjoy it. I actually really do enjoy being vulnerable because you know what? At the end of the day, it is what it is. And this is who I am. And what am I afraid of? What I mean, it is scary though. It's scary putting yourself out there. Like you said, it's not only relationships with your kids. It could be a relationship with somebody that you're dating. It could mm-hmm. be a relationship with your coworkers. Um, talking about feelings is always rough. I mean, I try to keep feelings out of the workplace, <laughs> if you will. But I'm just saying it, it, it's hard and it is something that I'm working on because I shut down. Yeah, I do too. I know. I do too. And it's like a defense mechanism, right? Mm-hmm. But I was talking to somebody once and they said not sharing your feelings doesn't stop you from feeling them. It only stops everyone around you from understanding what you're feeling and relating to you. Receiving them. Yeah. yeah. And so she said that and I was like, hmm. That's a good point Um, because she's like, you can shut down as much as you want, but if something hurts you, it hurts you, even if you're not letting everybody else know that. And then you keep it inside. Yeah. And I don't like keeping things inside. There are certain things that I still keep inside or if if I've been hurt by someone or something, if I'm not ready to deal with it, I just won't. Like there's times where I feel like I don't want to take the extra step and tell you why I'm upset. I feel like you should know why I'm upset. But that's not healthy. I get that. But it's kind of just like putting a band-aid over a bullet hole for now. It is. And I mean, I'm not great at it either. And sometimes even when I get upset, I know that I should be taking a higher road, for example, or doing something, forgiving, letting go, talking about it. But in the moment, I feel so like righteous in my anger that I don't <laughs> want to. And I don't know. I think just working on it, continuing to... I think we have to like give ourselves time is something that I'm learning, but then also just, yeah, practice letting go. I don't know. Do you feel that more um, people in your age group are good with expressing their feelings or do you feel like you all come from a generation Mm -hmm. of parents that weren't, or do you feel like it's different in every household? I do think honestly that everyone grew up with parents that didn't really talk about them that much. I guess I haven't asked all of my friends, but I do think also that some of my friends are still better at it and it's all because they're doing the work in figuring it out themselves. And I think my generation cares about that stuff more than was emphasized in previous generations. So I feel like a lot of us are really trying. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, So I think that that's one thing that I would focus on and... The other thing that was... Oh, wait, there's more? No. I, I only asked say... for one. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing that was hard but good was how tough you were. And I think I struggle with that sometimes because I think it affected me a lot. Yeah. And it was hard. And at the same time, I don't... It's like you never want to go through a hard life lesson to get the lesson right. I think most people would kind of prefer to not go through it. But having been through it, I'm glad that I did because I feel like I'm pretty strong and capable of handling things now that I wouldn't have been if you were so easy. I still think about that. I think I shock people sometimes even like at the baseball games and stuff like Mark would be like, I'm hurt. I don't feel good. I'm like, you're fine. Get back out there. And then I see like there's our, there are other moms. I have loving, caring friend moms. And I, and I struggle with this too because I do see them and, and not so much coddling, but they are very motherly, if you will. And I know you didn't mm-hmm. have that. And I really was raised very tough. And, um, you know, grandma gave me a lot of good lessons, you know, like she was always teaching me to be street smart and she was always teaching me to like, make sure you always take care of yourself. No one's ever going to take care of you. Like you need to always Mm -hmm. make sure that you can put a roof over your head and that you are financially stable to take care of yourself at the end of the day. Like she did raise me very tough. And I do know that even to this day with you, that may be one thing that I haven't changed with the kids Mm -hmm. is that I do raise them very tough. Um, because and then I struggle sometimes at night I do lay in bed and going god maybe I should have been a little bit more sensitive so like I get what you're saying as far as you're saying like like what did you say to me once before it was like the boundary of the line yeah I think there's a line because I think I would try to be 
a little bit more sensitive. Mm -hmm. You know, I got a lot of crying as a kid. And your response? What was your response? My response was, be a soldier, son. (laughs) (laughs) And I hated that response. And I got it so much. You used to cry and say, but I'm not a son. (laughs) (laughs) I know. You never tried it. But I wonder what I would have said if you would say, be a soldier, daughter. (laughs) (laughs) I did never try it. I don't know why I always called you my son. Um, you did. I was really tough on you. And so I think I could be a little bit more sensitive, but it scares me because I don't want to overcorrect in that area. And I don't want to be the mom that's so super sensitive and wrapping her kid in bubble wrap because like you said, is that once they grow up, you're not always going to be there and they Mm -hmm. have to know how to deal with things. Yeah, and I think that's what I struggle with too. Well, I I actually don't struggle with it. I am just going to be a hard ass mom. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> There's no struggle. Yeah. I I want you guys mm-hmm. tough. I do. Do I want you caring, loving, empathetic? Empathy is huge, right? I do want, and I think empathy on all four or five of us, we have it. All of us, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want you tough. I want you to be able to go to school and have something happen, and you take care of it. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm not going to be that mom that's going to write the teacher a letter because my daughter's feelings got hurt um, by somebody on the playground or my daughter was being bullied. Like, that's not ever going to be me. Now, of course, if it was like bullying to a different extent, fine. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's so, it, as society progresses and as the years go by, I feel like everyone is really jumping over everything. And I still want kids to be kids. And I still want you guys to handle what you need to handle so that when you're older, you can handle it. I agree. And I I think that that's important. And someone actually said when we had the littles over, they said, God, you, those kids are so good. And I was like, they are. They were also running around like crazy. And she was like, oh, I don't care if kids run around and stuff. Like, they're kids. Of course they're going to run around and play. What's annoying is when the kids come up every five seconds crying and tattletaling. And that is just not any of us. (laughs) It wasn't me when I was a kid, I don't think. It's not the littles. Like, they're Mm -hmm. not going to be the kids that are crying and, like, every five seconds need mommy to interject. Right. And I usually don't. Like, even when they have a dispute, I'll be like, you need to go work it out. Go tell them how you feel. See? So I I am implementing these feelings in one way or another. Um, Go tell them if that doesn't make you. But handle it. Because yeah. you would you say that you're able as an adult to handle things? Yeah, I think I'm able to handle a lot. And even if I don't know how, like I figure it out some way. I think it's a very rare circumstance. And I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But if I'm calling you, I've tried a lot. And mm-hmm. I've gotten really stressed and overwhelmed. And I've reached the end. I've exhausted all the options. Or then I need to call mom okay. and figure it out. But I feel like that's fair. I feel like that's totally fair, and I and I, and and I and I notice now the difference between you maybe ten years ago calling me for something or talking to me about something versus now. Like ten years ago, I would be like, "Hey, Alex, this is what you need to do," and you would say, "Okay," and you would do it. Now you call me and you're like, "Okay," you get my advice, and you're like, "Thank you," and you just go and make your own decision. Yeah, I think that's been important too. Is that it's as I'm getting older, it's like no one's opinion outweighs my own because Mm -hmm. I think intuitively we all can feel into things and we have to trust that but sometimes when you're in it you have blinders on and you're so focused you can't see outside of that so that's when I think I go to you or my best friend or my boyfriend and I get advice as pieces of information they're kind of it's just like data points it's like collecting that and I look at it and I'm like I sit with it and I say Does this make me feel good? Does this feel right? Or no, this still doesn't feel right. And then I can continue on with my decision. But at least I'm considering outside options because people can see things that I can't. And then I still trust myself on how I move forward. I like that. Another thing I want to talk about is guilt. And I I know that you've mentioned that you don't remember this, but I, I think it's important because I feel like a lot of parents do it, right? And I want, and I remember what you said to me and how you feel about that. But sometimes when I feel like I'm losing control of the kids and I just don't get them to listen to me on the first time, I end up saying like, why are you doing this? Why are you acting this way? Don't you understand how much I do for you? Don't you get that I just took you here and there? And I throw in guilt. 
And I do that because I've lost all control of getting them to do anything. So now I'm guilting them. And I, I remember you saying you don't remember this, right? Do you remember when you said that to me? It was like about a year ago and you said, don't guilt me. I said, but Alex, I just did this. And you said, don't guilt me. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and you're like, just don't guilt me to do something. Like, that's not healthy. That's not the way to do it. Do you remember us talking about that? I mean, vaguely, you I don't. do. I do a little bit, but not a ton. I what guess. do you feel about that when raising kids or even in 20-year-olds and feeling guilted by your parents? I think I, I was guilted. I just don't fully remember that conversation, but I'm glad that we had it because... I do feel guilt, like I was guilted into doing things. And as I got older, that feeling of doing something out of guilt stuck with me around whatever the activity was. That now, even if there's no guilt involved, if I'm asked to do that activity, it's so in my body of oh. like, there's like a visceral response of like, oh, I don't want to do that, but I'm being forced to. Oh, it's like a trigger. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yikes. Yeah. Way um, to go, mom. But it's, and it's not just you, but it was really weird for me to realize that because I was like, God, why don't I want to do that? I have nothing going on today. I have no problem doing it. Like when I sit down and think about it, like, yeah, I want to go see my family. I want to go do this. But I realized it's because I was forced to do it for so long that it's just a negative emotion around the activity now. And it never feels like my choice. Even as an adult, it is my choice to do it or not do it now. But my immediate reaction is always no. Wow. That's actually really interesting. And it was because of you that I stopped doing that. I catch myself almost on a daily basis right now because the littles um, are testing me. I, I, they're like little robots and I'm, uh, I'm a robot and they just keep pushing my buttons and they just keep <laughs> seeing how fast, how much they can push me in. Honestly, some days I really think that I'm going to end up calling CPS myself <laughs> on myself because they drive me crazy and I catch myself every single time I'm about to scream or yell at them, close the windows so the neighbors can't hear me and I just want to scream and yell of all the things I do for them to try to get them to do something and your little voice just pops in my head every single time and says, don't guilt me. And then I stop because I'm like, you know what? I'm a parent. I don't need to be guilting them to do something. They, I need to understand their feelings. I need to ask, why don't you want to do this? Or And that's stuff I still, I'm going to be 100% honest. I'm not there yet, right? I'm not, mm. I'm not officially there yet. I don't like the line because I said so. I was just going to say that. Do you remember this background on this story? Grandma? Yeah. Tell it. That grandma would just always say that to you, right? When you asked why you were doing something. Is that right or no? It is correct. She would always say, I say, well, why do we have to do this? Because I said so. So then you never did that to me. I never. That's one thing I changed. I never did that to you because I, you would ask a million questions and I always stopped to give you the answer. Yeah. And I don't know if this was because you were young and maybe we can go back to being a young mom a little bit, but I do feel like there was always kind of a mutual respect between us. For sure. It wasn't ever like... I'm the parent, you're the kid, and that's why what I say goes. And I think, and to some extent, I know that that's fine because that is the reality. I think I almost got too used to it that in times when you maybe did enforce that a little bit, I was kind of like, whoa, excuse me. <laughs> What's <laughs> we're, happening? We're equals in this house. <laughs> um, but yeah, you never, you never said because I said so. You explained things to me. And Grandma so, said it to you once and you said, what? And she said, Alex, because I said so. And you said to her, my mom never says because I said so to me. <laughs> oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Grandma was telling me that story. And you know what? That's it. It's interesting what you just said. It just brought me back to something. And I don't know if this is a good feeling or not, but when you're a young mom, um, we were equals and we shouldn't have been on, you know, it's great mm -hmm. that it built our relationship. It built our relationship mm -hmm. for us to be close to one another because we were growing up together. Having a kid at 20 and being by her side for 10 years, it's like I grow. People, we're maturing mm -hmm. every day. So from 20 to 30, you know, zero to 10, we grew up together. And I did treat you as a sister in a mm -hmm. lot of ways that I shouldn't have. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like on one hand, I'm super hard as the parent. On the other hand, I'm super fun as the sister. 
And I just feel like there had to be a middle line and, mm-hmm. and, and there wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I can see it on both sides, right? I think it almost plays into the guilt thing of saying like, look at everything that I do for you. And it's almost like in my mind, I was kind of like, not that I'm entitled or anything, but I'm also kind of like, yeah, you're my parent. Sometimes you have to do things for me. Right. And it comes with the job. And it doesn't always necessarily mean that, like, a parent does more than the child. That's just going to be the case always. Right. Um, But we always treated each other as equal. So I think that was probably hard for you, was mm-hmm. it? Yeah. It, it was harder for me when, when you got a little bit older mm-hmm. because um, I would want you to do something, but you were like, well, no. And I'm like, wait, I'm still the parent here. Like, it was... I mean, like schooling and stuff like that. And we talked about this before in the past. It's like, that's always been your decision. And I think that's really important for in your 20s to be able to have your, a life and have to be, to be able to have the freedom to choose what's right for your path in terms of schooling. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about that in the past. Um, as far as the guilt is concerned, it's really hard. You know, it's like we just, I just try to do the best I can, but it's like with, you just take things from your, like I said, the way you were raised and you just try to make it better, right? Yeah. Because otherwise you're repeating. And then when history repeats itself, the cycle repeats itself. Like. Yeah, I agree. And I really think that everybody has something that they liked that their parents did a lot and things that they didn't like and that they want to change. But I think it's not unique to us. Right. Every single person has that. I've never met one person that said my parents were absolutely great and perfect and did everything right. Yeah. And I think they're lying if they do say that. A hundred percent they're lying. <laughs> um, I definitely think that with the littles, I, I, again, with the no guilt and the feelings, and I do try my best to talk about the feelings, and I learned that from you, and I'm trying to get them to express themselves, but sometimes, Alex, I just want them to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty good, though. I think, I don't know, I'm... They're pretty good. I think that they are. And they they try. I mean, I feel like my little brother is so emotionally intelligent. Mm-hmm. It shocks me mm-hmm. for how young he is that he will. I remember. I don't know if you remember this. I was going through a breakup and I was sitting on the couch in the living room crying. And he, he did two things that were just very funny because he did one and he drew like a heart but then like crossed it all off and then drew like a crying face and he's like Allah that's you <laughs> I was like, thanks which is like fine a little boy thing but what he also did later is that I was still sitting on the couch watching tv or something and he just came up and gave me a hug and just laid on me mm. and he just knew that I was sad mm-hmm. and just kind of wanted to comfort me mm-hmm. and I don't even think I said anything and he was like it's okay to be sad Allah I get sad too And like, that's okay. It'll go away. And I was like, you're like six years old. (laughs) It was six or seven. And it was crazy. I do think even with like Daniela, she's very loving. You know, ever since Danny was little, she would always be very loving. And I think it's like raising kids. It's like, I want them to be. It's so like you said, like there's such a line. Like I want them to be loving. I want them to be caring. But I also want them to be tough. And I want them to know the difference between right and wrong and being empathetic. But it's like, I feel like Danny has that love and more so than you did. More sure. So, and more so than I did. You know, she's very loving and she really, really will give her all to them. And it's, it's crazy how you can have four different kids and everyone is just different. You know, it's different mm-hmm. in schools, which is another thing. It's like, I know that... Um, Marco may struggle with schools or the kids can struggle. Like everything is just not textbook. You just, it's interesting, like raising kids and then, and, and then putting them in school. Like I almost understand homeschooling a little bit more. Like something mm-hmm. happened last week with the schooling and I don't want to get into it, but I literally got a letter and I had to respond with, this is exactly why I think parents homeschool their kids. Like every child is different and mm-hmm. not everyone is going to learn the same exact way. It's not a textbook curriculum. Like there's, you got to play to different kids' strengths and weaknesses. And I was just talking to a friend about this this morning. And I think it's important. You know, you are very, you're very book smart. 100%. I but was you going can't, to... but you're not that street smart. We're going to get to that story later, guys. I think I do all right. Um, Can we talk about the red light? 
Go on. But what I was going to say is I don't think that the school system is done the right way. And it's it's interesting for me to say it because it's not built for everybody. It's built for a certain type of kid. And I was that type of kid. I know. So I can see it even though being the person that did succeed in it and that it was built for and that I did like that did well in it. But I'm kind of like, my friends are not all like me. Like, my siblings are not like me. And this doesn't help them. And even when I wanted to change, then suddenly it wasn't built for me. Right. But for so long, I was good in it that I think, and that was your first kid. So I think it was easy to kind of ignore Absolutely. the problem. I didn't have to deal else. with any of it. Yeah. You know, it's like Danny can be getting A pluses in digital media and mm-hmm. she's excelling and she's just she's amazing when it comes to that kind of stuff but there could be other classes that are I just I don't know what the answer is I'm not a teacher and I'm not in, in any way bashing it I don't I don't have the solution so it's like you can't yeah. complain right if you don't have a solution to the problem but I'm just saying I'm noticing it with my kids that are struggling a little bit that it's just it's it's another challenge in raising kids that I didn't have before you yeah. know do you, you mentioned you were talking to your friend and a lot of your friends now have kids that are the littles age. Yeah. Do you, as a young mom, did you have trouble relating to other moms and parents and did you feel pressure from the other parents? Well, it's really funny because let's talk about the title of this podcast. The title of this podcast is Don't Call Me Mom. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. And I know that we didn't address it in our earlier episode, but I used to actually tell Alex not to call me mom. And I had you at 20. I know that I do look younger for my age in general now, right? Mm -hmm. And that's besides the Botox. (laughs) But I'm saying like I do look younger for my age. So when I was 20, Alex, I swear I think I looked like 15. And I would be out with you and I didn't like you calling me mom because I was like embarrassed that people would judge me. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I used to tell you all the time, don't call me mom, because I really would get insecure about it. Like I really, I really just felt that I was judged and like going to parent events and I tried to do that PTA thing. I went to one meeting. Hell no. Was I going to do that? Like (laughs) it was not my thing. They, all the moms were in their thirties. So they were at least 10 years older than me. So I would just, no. Yeah. And I get it because I don't know. It's so funny. One, you also carried on the... I didn't know it about when I was younger because you carried on the don't call me mom when I would go to work with you. And then I thought it was just like a workplace thing. Of like, it was. That was also a workplace thing, That though. was. But it's funny to hear the background. And the littles, like my brother is 17 young, years younger than me. I know. And so if I took him and my other sister to the store, who's what, six years older than him? So she was maybe seven, he was one. And if I had to go to CVS and I was helping you with something and I was like, oh, I'll take them. One is young, whatever. And I had two little kids with me and I'm 20 something or maybe 19. And people would look at me and Danny thought it was so funny to be like, mom, can I have this candy? Mom, can I have this? She did? And she would call me mom when I was in CVS and people are looking at me and pushing a stroller. I have a six-year-old next to me and I'm like 19 years old. (laughs) (laughs) And she thought it was so funny. And there I was in the aisle going, don't call me mom. Stop. Don't call me mom. (laughs) See, it's a universe that has followed us throughout. (laughs) And I do get it. I also remember Danny coming home one day and saying that there was a birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese and it was last minute you were working and you called me I was home from college and you said do you think you could take your sister to this birthday party so I was like sure whatever I went I took Danny she saw her friends and she got there and I think I I didn't fully introduce myself the first girl that came was not the birthday girl it was somebody else Danny saw her and the mom looked at me gave me kind of a dirty look and then like decidedly sat at a different table and I was like okay well you're old boring I don't want to talk to you anyways (laughs) but then as all the moms were filtering through for the party they sat at like a table across from me and I feel like I was sitting there alone and everybody like I could see like looks every once in a while and it felt so judgmental all of these people thought that I was her mom and even if I was so what like don't be mean if there's a mom that's there that's younger than you and they were so mean and then at the end of the party I left I went to say goodbye to the birthday girl's mom thanked her for inviting Danny whatever 
and she was like, oh, you're welcome, and you're such a good big sister. You're home from Georgetown, right? And all of a sudden, it was like every other mom's head perked up, and they were like, oh, you're the big sister? Oh, you go to Georgetown? How great. Oh, good for you. What an amazing... And I was like, shut up. <laughs> like, don't even look at me right now, yeah. because you don't get to talk to me when I'm the good big sister that goes to Georgetown. If you couldn't talk to me thinking that I was her mom. Like, even if I was, just be nice. I don't think I remember <laughs> you ever telling me that story, but I definitely did feel judged um, having you so young. You know, we talking about parents and how they can judge others, judge young moms. Mm -hmm. I was, it could also go for children. So it's not only about being judged by other parents. You judged me when I was little. You were four years old. I was taking you to school. I dropped you off at the gate and you asked me to just drive up and leave you in the ballet line and you'll jump out of the car. And I said, okay. And then one day I did it and you said, do you think you could take that out? And I was like, what? And you're like, that eyebrow ring that you have, can you take that out of your eye? So you actually were embarrassed of your mom. Yeah. What did you say? You said that I said that the other moms don't have those yeah, or something? Yeah, you said the other moms don't have a ring in their eyebrow. And it was what, an eyebrow piercing? Yeah, it was. Actually, no, I really liked it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, initially, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I made you feel bad. And at the same time, I'm like, ew. <laughs> I'm 25. I don't have an eyebrow piercing now. And I think I was saving you even then. <laughs> Another one of lessons that Alex is helping me out with. Um, okay, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Maybe it was for the best. God, now that I think about it, you don't have an eyebrow piercing. And if you did, no. I would be like, that's not judgmental for anybody that loves the eyebrow piercings. But I was a mom and I did take you to school with a ring in my eyebrow. Yeah. You know, universe, everything happens for a reason. <laughs> I told you to take that out for a reason. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay. I mean, now I struggle with being 46 and having a five-year-old. And I don't know if anybody that's in their 40s has kids right now, but I do math in my head and it makes me sad. I do math and I look at Ellie and Ellie is four years old. And I think to myself sometimes at night, I'll say, when Ellie is 46 years old, which is my age, I'm most likely going to be dead. And that means that Ellie will have no parents at my age. She will have no grandparents at my age. And it's my age. It makes me sad. Yeah, that is really sad. I guess the one saving grace is that she'll have me. She'll definitely have you. <laughs> Which I'll be like old enough to be her mom. So she'll be 46 and I'll be 66. Yikes. <laughs> so I'll be able to feel like a mom at least. Yeah, but you're going to be old and tired too. <laughs> She's going to be old. She's going to be 46. Oh, that's right. <laughs> She's not going to be five still. Um, okay, so you've had kids. You know, you've had them on the young age. You've had them on the older age. Pros and cons to both. Pros and cons to both is I feel like they can be different levels, right? Emotionally, I see the difference of what I didn't do with you that I need to do with the old, with the Danny and, and Marco and Ellie. And I think the pro would be learning to be more affectionate, throw out a couple I love yous every once in a while, <laughs> um, ask them how their day was, which I'm really good about. It's the one thing I do do every day. You know, tell me one good thing about your day. Tell me one bad thing about your day. It's how I get them to open up versus how was your day. Yeah. So that's a pro. Um, I think another pro is that on the financial basis, it's like, listen, I did, I was lucky enough to be in production very young, but there were times that I wasn't there and I mm -hmm. was 20 years old and we were living in a duplex. So there were times, I think the great thing about being you and your age is in growing up is that you've seen it in both ends. You know what I mean? You've seen us struggle and then you've seen us have a fun life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like. When you're older, you're more established, but then again, there's also a fine line with that because it's like, like you said, if you guys start having kids, you and your friends, like in your late 20s, you're going to want to start working. And what's the offset of that? If you're trying to build your career and you already have a kid and you're 27 years old, you're most likely going to want to work late nights. You're going to want to do that. And then you, there's a guilt factor that comes in because you feel like you should be home taking care of your kids. But on the other hand, you really want to push forward in your career. And I think yeah. even now it's like, I've seen people do that and say, 
my career first, my career first. And then all of a sudden they're 40, 45. They're not married. They don't have kids. And it's like, oh, so it's like, right. it's a balance. It's like finding, it's doing it all, but it, it's, you can't have it all. You just got to make it all work. It's just got to be a balance. Yeah. It's never going to be perfect, right? Like you're never, never going to be, be able to perfectly be the great mom that bakes cookies and is there for every PTA meeting. And uh, also I'm never doing that regardless of what age I am. I'm not either. I might bake cookies, but uh, maybe we'll yeah. see. Um, but you're never going to be able to do all of the mom things and all of the career things. And no. I think it's just picking and choosing. Like, you can have both. They're just not always going to be 100% perfect on each side. And that's okay. I think that's okay. I don't know that I have a con. You know, and that goes back to everything in our life happens for a reason. Everything in my life happens for a reason. Did I get pregnant at 20 and have a baby? Yeah, I did. And you're one of the best things that's ever happened to me. And I, I mean, I mean it, you can cut that part out, but I really do mean it. You know what I mean? Like I love our relationship and I love my relationship with Danny. And she just like, it, it's funny if I go out, she's like, how was your night? What, like, what'd you do? Like she gives me the third degree and it's like, I love, I just, and the, and the littles too, you know, it's like a couple nights ago, I was, I was working on something and I look up and Marco, Ellie and Danny are all laying in Danny's room watching Annie. And I, I stopped what I was doing and I was like, you know what? These are the moments that you have to just stop. And I went and enjoyed them. And Aww. Danny's like, oh, okay. I guess we're all hanging out in my room now. And we did. We just laid down and like watched the movie. But everything in your life happens for a reason, even if we don't feel like we know the reason at that time. I agree. So can we say then that like for having kids... Yeah, there are pros and cons to both sides, but it doesn't really matter. It Whenever you have really it, matter. it is good timing. And you know what? People that say, I want to be financially ready, you're never going to be financially ready. You're never going to be emotionally ready. You're never going to be intellectually ready. Like you just, you just go with it and you just do the best that you can. I mean, if you don't think you can do it, then yeah, I definitely suggest <laughs> not doing it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that anyone could ever be ready to have a kid because if you haven't had one, you have no idea in hell what you are signing up for. Yeah. I remember it was a very, it was very late. I think I was in high school and I think I got mad at you for something. Fantastic. And yeah. And I was so annoyed and I don't know, we, whatever. I got over it. I was getting over it. And it took me until high school to realize that when you have a baby, it's not like you shift and turn in the person you were and become a parent that like you're still the same parent person figuring it out and I was kind of like I was literally in high school and I was like oh my god she was just a person and is still figuring it out along the way yeah and not I think as kids we see our parents as having everything figured out so you're never going to be ready and I think in general me and my friends are all looking to have kids later and I think so we're not even I think there yet fully for this conversation but I know that when I do start thinking like oh maybe it's time soon or we talk about that I'll know that I'll still never feel ready and I'm never going to and it's going to have to I don't know you're just gonna have to decide if you want it and then go for it what's one thing or maybe your top three things if you had a kid what is the top three things that you find most important in raising a kid it could be anything from being intellectually smart, you know, successful, career, empathetic. Like you're just, you only get three. Only three. The first thing is a kind, caring person. Can that be one? Oh, I'll give you that. We're okay. going to group it. I, I, actually, I actually was envisioning slashes in my head as you said no. that. <laughs> yeah, okay, kind, fine. caring person. That's one. No, I'm yeah. giving that to oh, you. Okay, good. Um, I think that's the most important thing is that no one knows what they're doing here. So just don't make life harder for other people. Just be kind. <laughs> Can I just ask one thing on that? What do you think about parents that are always telling their kids, like, apologize, like overly worried about their kid being rude because I feel like I did that to you and I don't like it. It's one thing that's really bothered me is that I feel like when you're younger, I'd be like, Alex, say you're sorry. Oops, Alex, excuse me, move. And I was so worried about being the kind, caring kid that I feel like sometimes I made things you apologize and I feel like as we got older do you feel anything in that I do yeah I definitely say sorry too much and I'm working on it and I think I've come a long way but I still have ways to go so maybe not always 
I'm not saying take blame for everything, but I... Just... But as a parent with a kid. Like, what? as far as, like, your if you could give a parent's advice. Because I know that me and my friends, or I see my friends do it sometimes with their kids, too. And I'm like, it's okay, relax. He's fine. It's hard because I feel like I do it already with the littles. Is that, like, I feel like I'm always kind of, I don't know, making sure that they're, like... If I see something goes wrong, I'm like, hey, did you just, like, stumble? You didn't mean, like, say sorry. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I feel like I'm already doing it, but it's a good thing to point out because I did grow up saying sorry way too much. Okay. The second thing that you feel like um, if you had to raise a child that would be important for you on your list? The second thing, so I said kind, caring. Mm -hmm. Um, Self-sufficient. I think independent, self-sufficient, just someone that can take care of themselves like you said because I'm not always going to be there so that can be in whatever way you know financially um, if they have a problem and they can just figure out how to fix it even if it's not financially even if it's in school and they have a problem figuring out how to fix it and just being self-sufficient I think is important kind self-sufficient and then yikes I should have put this one first (laughs) what Happy. Aww. I want my kid to be happy. I think every parent wants her. No, that's actually not true at all. Sometimes I don't even <laughs> give a shit if they're happy or not. I just... Okay, I get it. Yeah, those are my three. Okay. I mean, I think we covered a lot, right? I mean, overall, we discussed that kids are just being raised differently, or hopefully they will be raised differently from the generation to generation and that you pick up on things that you didn't like in your past and you make it better for your future totally keeping them strong keeping them empathetic yeah and loving and kind yeah but not a wimp not a wimp we have no room for crybabies here we have no room for crybabies they're just they're not gonna do well in our family no you either cry because I beat you or you cry because you're bleeding. And other than that, go play. <laughs> um, and that, yeah, I don't know. You're never ready and you'll be ready the moment you decide that you're ready. I 100% agree with that. You are never ready. Yeah. Thanks. I actually enjoyed this. I did too. Thank you. Thanks, Alex. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked the episode, please leave us a rating and a review. We'll be releasing new episodes weekly. And in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at Alex and Tracy. See you next time.